focused on personal finance in particular because I was tired of seeing so many people um, sit be behind computers, read the charts, and talk about how well the economy is doing. But when you move to the streets, just outside that building, you can almost touch the poverty that's in the faces of the people that you see. You're listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast with award-winning digital strategist, author, speaker, and personal branding expert, Francine Bellayi. Francine is on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to position themselves as an authority in their industry, attract their ideal clients, and impact millions of people globally. Looking to redefine the life you want to live and your best life now? Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. The place to be to hear inspirational stories of thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and Francine herself with practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life. Make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. I am your host, Francine Belay, and I'm really thrilled to bring you this brand new season seven on Money Mindset, a habit where money savvy experts from across the world are going to tell all about their own experience with money issues and also how they have decided to make their mission to help others to master their money habit and live a prosperous life. Well, I am excited to have on the show today Olubunmi Samuel Adeyemi, Academy Money Therapist. She helps business and career professionals to manage their money better so that they can build personal wealth. And she is the first person with published academic research on personal finance in Nigeria. And her company called Limer, Limer Personal Finance, has reached more than 5,000 people directly with financial literacy knowledge. Hi, Olubumi. <laughs> Hello, Francine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank I'm really you. excited to be here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited too. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. So tell us in your own words, what you currently do? Um, so I currently lead an organization called Lima Personal Finance. What we do at Lima Personal Finance is to help business and career professionals to get better at managing their own money such that they can build personal wealth. Uh, we have a couple, a lot of people who, I mean, have been interacting with money since they were children, yet need to, still need to learn a lot about how to manage money. We have people who are even put in charge of managing the finances of a business or of the government, but they have excelled, excelled at managing their own personal finance. So what we do is to provide financial literacy at all levels. I mean, we never know who is going to get into any position in the near future. So everyone should be prepared to manage money and uh, multiply it. Totally. I totally agree. This is why uh, in this series, I'm really stopping to really delve into the money aspect. Uh, of mm -hmm. our life and as you say people might be in charge of organization and uh, bigger um, you know things but haven't started you know understood how to really manage personal finance 
at the, you know basic level you know even mm-hmm. people you'll be shocked or you know that people who have like finance degree but are unable to manage their own personal so finance. True. <laughs> so true so yeah. true so uh we are going to delve into it uh, very much uh, in a moment so before we do that tell me what's your purpose my purpose in life is to inspire people to greater achievements. I think that everyone can do better, no matter how well you're doing. So my purpose basically is to, whether you believe it or not, um, get you to that where you begin to believe that there's, there's more to you. There's a lot more that you can do than you're currently doing. And then, you know, as you pursue your own purpose as well. Yeah, yeah, girl, girl, that's great. So, what is one thing you say that people don't know about you, Olubumi? Uh, so people do not know that I have never tasted coffee. No, <laughs> really? I mean, like never, like never. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fun fact <laughs> to put it out there that uh-huh. I have never ever taken coffee. No way, you don't miss anything anyway. You might be very healthy I then. Don't. <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you for the encouragement. Yeah, you don't you don't need to taste, so there's no real need. I I taste coffee, but I gave up now, so I no longer drink oh, coffee. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's really uh, interesting. Very fun fact, mm-hmm. actually. I love that. <laughs> I also know that in your um you know path, you have switched from a computer science career to go yes. through to a financial path. Why did you switch? that uh, path actually okay so that was just along the path of you know discovering purpose i had studied mathematical science and then majored in computer science and uh, after i had worked for about six years i returned to school for another degree in finance and then i focused on personal finance in particular because i was tired of seeing so many people um, sit behind computers read the charts and talk about how well the economy is doing. But when you move to the streets, just outside that building, you can almost touch the poverty that's in the faces of the people that you see. And so I really needed to move beyond what the chats are saying, what the figures are saying, to connecting with people, finding out what their own specific problems are, and then creating solutions that are tailored to their own you know, specific problems. And that was what led me along the path of uh, personal finance in particular, which deals with finance in relation to the individual and the family. Mm, I love that. I love your, your, your story is a little bit like Muhammad Yunus, actually. Muhammad Yunus uh-huh. also graduated in economy and he was going to mm-hmm. be like a big economist. And then he saw this mm-hmm. disconnect between what those yeah. big theory economical was saying and the poverty that he was saying in his own mm-hmm. country. And he thought, why am I going to become a banker who actually is you know, a part of the problem rather than me just going and address the solution and be part of the solution. This is how he sure, started his Grameen Bank. And uh, yeah, so you are the yeah, Mohammed Yunus right. for the next one then. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for the It's such an honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you are doing it already. You know, you are impacting mm-hmm. people and uh, changing people's mm-hmm. life and providing this financial literacy at the root level, mm-hmm. which is what we mm-hmm. need because if we don't change our own pattern from that root level, you know, mm-hmm. back up, you know, we're not going to get there. 
No, that's, it's so uh, true. And, and, and for me, it's, it's mm. because um, we never know how connected we are until we are actually faced with the reality of our connectedness, mm. right? So mm. for me, I, I just think that everyone should get an opportunity. You're making an investment that you don't know when, whether, or how it'll come back to you. So yeah. go ahead and empower the next person. I mean, it may or may not come back, but just in case it does, you would have been <laughs> the better for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's uh, talk a little bit about your own money blueprint. What actually, right. you know, is your background with actually the money mindset? Did you discuss money at <laughs> home? How was it, uh, you know, in your own life uh, before you got into becoming a guru in personal finance? <laughs> and that's a very interesting question because, um, you see, money is finance, personal finance is a behavioral science, right? It's something that is just you, is, it's, is what is in it. Many times you do not particularly go through a formal education system that teaches you how to manage money. You pick up your own money blueprint from conversations around the dinner table, discussions with friends. Sometimes it's even gossip by the neighbors. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that is how you pick up the little things that form what you believe in, what you believe about money and then what, you, what eventually plays out in your life. So he's minimalist, so, um, has learned to abound and to abase like biblical Paul. <laughs> he's able to um, live um, moderately, live a temperate life, whether or not there's an abundance. And watching that growing up was, for me, very instructional. I mean, I wasn't just uh, learning theory about money. I had seen somebody who lived it out and how that has helped him even in the later years, how he's got peace of mind, he doesn't have, you know, the usual money worries that people have. So I'll say basically for me, it started with having a father who was living out an admirable life. He was living out his money blueprints, his concepts, his philosophies about money, and I could see how it benefited him over the years. So I pretty much, much just mirrored that and then I had to go back and now you know teach other people the same thing that I had learned from home um, mm. all, all, all the years so basically yeah. that's how it came about for me yeah you are very lucky because uh, a lot of yeah. people that I talked to you know even who became uh, now money experts uh, didn't have that uh, um, you know empowering backgrounds and they came mm. with uh, a lot of um, unhelpful on un, you know unhelpful pattern uh, yeah. and mindset around money and they have to unlearn what they've learned before <laughs> and mm -hmm. go back and you know find their own way to find this kind of yeah. empowering belief that actually can you know make them go out and uh, build their own wealth mm -hmm. actually that that's really yeah. good actually to have this kind of uh, role model from the young age so, <laughs> yeah, so i'm so blessed you are so blessed exactly um yeah. so uh, do you have a lot of uh, friends around you have the same kind of um helpful um you know um you know background uh, with money um not so many friends so first is that i do not have many friends but then again i i wouldn't say that i have so many friends who are as minimalistic as i am but the beauty of life is in the variety, right? The fact that you can um, two different philosophies, two different, those differing values, you rather than uh, separate you from each other. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you do not want to be a person who is such, such to one extreme over the other, right? You want to have people who say to you, yes, you have been saving, now it's time to blow the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's good to have that balance, right? You shouldn't have all your friends thinking like you. There's, yeah. there's beauty in variety after all. Yeah. Okay. So, um, actually, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lima Finance, your uh, personal okay. finance, and uh, yes. the people that you are helping. How do you help uh, those people with financial literacy? Who they are, and how do you help them? Okay. So, I uh, focus on entry to mid-level career professionals and then small business owners, and that's because these are the people who need help the most. So, when I went back to school to study finance. Um, uh, my project focused on entry-level entrepreneurs and entry-level employees. And I realized that for many of them at that level, they do not have the regular commitments yet. They probably haven't started a family or they still have really small families. They aren't paying. They, they don't have as many commitments as they will have in the later years. And if you can focus on them at that time, give them the right information when they still have relatively higher disposable income, then it's easier for them to, you know, glide through life rather than, rather than struggle through if they were to later in life. Um, along the same lines, for small businesses, necessary for the business to thrive, even though part of their house is devoted to the business, when the business begins to make money, one very popular mistake is that they believe that it's payback time. They believe that now is the time to begin to, you know, get paid from the business. But if you can, you know, just teach them a few strategies, what to do during that time, how to effectively separate themselves from the business, recognizing that the business has a life of its own. The business is a baby that still needs to be nurtured. It'll make a difference in the way they're able to live life later on. Because it means that if, for example, the business needs to, to die, I mean, the times when a business just must die, uh, it doesn't signify the end of the life of the person who is running the business. The person would have built sufficient personal wealth such that the person can transit into another line of business or the same kind of business in a different location and all that. So... Basically, I focus on entry to mid-level career professionals and small business owners because of their peculiar needs. Mm, yeah, so that's uh, very um, useful what you say. And uh, especially, um, you know, when you say that they have at least some um, income coming in at this entry level, it's good mm -hmm. to start having those good habits than, um, mm -hmm. you know, waiting a bit too late down the line. And mm -hmm. uh, that might be a bit more difficult, actually, to uh, mm -hmm. get them uh, uh, back uh, to healthy habits. So in terms mm -hmm. of business owners also, I love the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, teaching them how to really separate their personal finance to their business is, can be tempting mm -hmm. sometimes to merge yeah. both <laughs> and uh, make sure that taking those healthy habits and make sure that you separate both are, are, are really good. So what would you say is the most um, uh, common mistake that, you know, especially entry level people are doing and then after what the business uh, owners also do as like uh, the most common mistake that you see that they do? Okay, so for entry-level career professionals, the most common mistake that I have seen or that I have observed is the illusion that the business should ultimately take care of them. 
that the companies or the organizations that they work for should ultimately take care of them, especially because usually when you work in formal employment, um, there are some deductions from your uh, monthly income that goes towards pensions. So for many people, they forget about the fact that that organization may or may not exist by the time they are ready to retire. So rarely do people focus on themselves, begin to put some money aside, begin to um, reorganize their lives around their time. You see, the thing is, we all have the same 24 hours. So it's really up to you how you use yours. I mean, how you, how you use your own 24 hours each day determines how much wealth you'll be able to build or you'll be able to retain. So for many entry-level career professionals, I see that um, uh, uh, excitement, you know, about earning money for the first time, possibly not having to pay rent yet. Maybe you're still living with parents or with friends. And that now makes a lot of them just, you know, relax and splurge rather than begin to invest early and take mm -hmm. advantage of, of compound interest. Mm -hmm. So the most popular problem that I have encountered with entry-level professionals is the excitement of earning money for the first time and then pretty much trusting themselves into the hands of the family members who may still give them stipends from time to time, uh, the organization in which they're employed. And uh, that now keeps them from actively saving and investing and you know planning for the later years taxation for example which is another element of personal finance is usually handled by the organization so people pretty much just relax um, gets people activated along those lines of thoughts you can now begin to say you know what i am responsible for me nobody is I had better begin. <laughs> yeah. Now for business owners, the most popular, just like I described earlier on, is the inner business, separate personal finance from business finance, especially because, uh, you know, entrepreneurs work nine to nine, where career professionals work nine to five. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs work nine to nine, or even earlier, or maybe five to nine, usually. And so... Um, they just need um, that extra encouragement to keep building the business, um, earn money from the business, but do not begin to splurge on the earnings of the business yet. You may even as an entrepreneur need to monetize your other skills and make money from there while the business that is still a baby grows to some level where it can now afford you as mm. the owner of the business. Yeah, so there, yeah, there you have it. I love this. I love, uh, yes, uh, all those uh, really practical uh, ideas uh, for entry-level uh, professional and uh, business owners mm -hmm. to really uh, start to really think about their finance uh, quite, uh, you know, much, much more healthy way. So tell me, yeah. if I'm a, a person who comes to you, uh, you are the money therapist uh, <laughs> guru. Yeah. Ah. So I come, I come, I come with you. And I have very, very unhealthy um, habits and, and I need mm -hmm. to change, you know. Right. How are you going about, you know, helping me actually really trying to understand okay. how I need to change and get back to really healthy habits? 
Okay, very good question. You see, earlier on I talked about how personal finance is a behavioral science and how your money habits, your, what you believe about money are usually formed unconsciously. Okay, so usually when my clients come to me talking about how unstructured <laughs> their finances are and how they would like to get a grip of it, mm. the first thing we need to do is understand who you are understand what your purpose is in life, your mission and vision in life, um, understand what your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and threats are, understand what your goals are. Because the truth is we all have different goals in life and that automatically dictates that there'll be different uh, or differing sacrifices to be made to achieve each goal. So, I mean, one person, for example, could be content with globetrotting, traveling around the world, visiting exotic islands several <laughs> times a year, and that's fine. But then there's another person who wants to own those islands. So definitely the demands of you, of your time, of your money, of your uh, skills will be different mm. depending on the goals that you have. So basically what I do is take you through a step series of personalized tests that help you to understand yourself a little more, that help you to articulate what your real goals are in life. And then we can begin to put figures alongside these goals. And then you know how much work you need to do. Of course, having fun along the way, because you know why you're making those sacrifices. You know that those sacrifices that you may have to make today are not going to be endless. They're time-bound such that you achieve a particular purpose, a desired purpose at the end of that journey. So I that love basically that. Is yeah, I love, I, love, I love your process because actually uh, it's really holistic, actually. It's not, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just about finance. It's really looking at your life in a whole and mm -hmm. really uh, making sure that you prioritize all the areas that you mm -hmm. have in your life and make the most of your money and to work for you, actually. One of the biggest problems that I see with purpose-driven entrepreneurs is that they got big ideas and great vision, but when you look at their brand, you can't see any of that, which means they are putting all this work, their heart and their soul into it, but they are not really seeing the return because nobody really knows what they do. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur, who is looking to position yourself as the authority in your field, attract your ideal client and impact the million globally, book a complimentary 30-minute mini-brand audit session with me today at francinebelay.com slash audit. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash audit. During this call, we are going to look at where you are with your brand, where you want it to be and together we look at the biggest things that are getting in your way and create a roadmap that attracts your ideal client and impact million globally so i only have a handful of these free mini brands audit session each week so book your complimentary call today at francinebelly.com slash audit because this 30 minute call can radically change the way you see your brand and how others see that as well. So go to francinebelly.com slash audit. What would you say is the number one habit that we can all take today if we want to have this better relationship with money? Okay. Uh, the first 
the, well, the most important thing is to understand that money isn't scarce, okay? There is an abundance of money. Money simply flows in your direction or away from you mm-hmm. based on what you do. So the first thing is that belief that there is an abundance of it. You may not have a lot of it yet, but you will if you subject yourself, if you make yourself available to learning how to attract it. So the most important thing really is not to attempt to pursue money and uh, you know, give up your relationships and your health and other important things of life in the process. It's important to believe that money exists in abundance and the specific things you can do to attract it in your direction rather than pursue after it. I love that. So like what? What can we do to attract it in our way? Basically, <laughs> so basically is to understand who you are. I mean, the first thing is to get back to who created you. God created you. God knows why he put you on earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember earlier on, we were talking about purpose. Yes. So your purpose, what you are here on earth to do, determines to a great extent um, how much money flows in your direction. The truth of the matter is that not everybody is designed to amass wealth. Some mm. people are designed to simply be a channel to distribute mm. the wealth. Mm-hmm. So basically understanding why you are here on earth and then how you can begin to use each and every one of the talents, of the skills, of the resources that are available to you. It could be a location that might be a resource. It could be the fact that even though you live in the most remote location, you're strategically positioned to attract the businesses of all your friends to be the major distributor in that location. So there are a lot of resources that you might have. You could learn a skill just from observation. I told you about how I learned um, managing, about how to manage finances from basically observing my dad. So there are a lot of those resources, a lot of those experiences, a lot of things that uh, can actually generate wealth for you and ensure that you retain the wealth because that's also very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically, look at all those things. Well, like I said, get back in tune with God. He's the manufacturer. He knows what this product is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And as he opens your eyes to how he has designed your life intricately Mm -hmm. to achieve his purpose, it becomes easy for you to attract money rather than just uh, get busy running all around and not even being able to retain the money that that, that is great great wisdom actually i love the fact that you know as you say not everybody is designed to attract or amass wealth but you can be a channel for wealth and also look around you and uh, really mm-hmm. look into your purpose and connect to god your creator or whatever your spirit belief is connect to that source to make sure that mm-hmm. you are tune into what actually you are here for i I love that i love the fact that you um you know make um this kind of distinction and we always have to come back to the source and uh rather than just uh, try to copy somebody else when your purpose is not there i think um very very wise uh uh, word there uh now let's uh tell us how we can get to live all a rich life now regardless the money that we have Oh, yeah. Um, You know, uh, thank you, really. I mean, very good question about living at peace with yourself. I call it attaining financial peace, irrespective of how much money you have right now. Now, I talked about uh, about finding out precisely what your purpose is, what your design is. 
finding out how, uh, how many resources are the resources that you have already and then the ones that you need to accomplish that purpose. Sometimes you don't, usually you don't need more money. Mm. Many times you really need more wisdom yeah. to allocate the resources that you have <laughs> to achieve the purpose that you want. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do such that you are not, um, you're not ruffled by the presence or absence of, of money is to um, connect with what you're on earth to do. You see, the truth is that wealth is first of all made in the mind before it becomes tangible. If your mind is uh, clogged up, I mean, look at the mind like a workshop. You have to clear out your workshop if you're going to produce things that will be world-class from that workshop. So think of um, activities that you can engage in such that the workshop for producing wealth is cleared out. I mean, at the end of the day, money only exists on earth, right? <laughs> in yeah. heaven, there's no money. So if you want to attract resources from heaven, what happens? You open up your mind to receive ideas. So if you're busy worrying about the lack of money, if you're busy worrying about how somebody seems to be more, unfortunate, more fortunate rather than you are, then you're clogging up the mind. You're wasting very valuable resources. Mm. So I would say the first thing to do is to um, clear out your mind of worries, of anxieties. Sometimes it might be of avoidable activities. Free up some of your 24 hours each day to receive ideas that you can now, you know, uh, execute such that you produce yeah. wealth, you build solutions that are useful to other people and then they send wealth in your direction in return. I love that. I love, yes, the fact that you say clear your mind also, you know, to make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, everything is on purpose. But again, we are here right still in middle of COVID and a lot of people right. have lost their job and their businesses. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, they'll say, yeah, you know, I'm clearing my mind all day long. single money coming. How on earth can I go out and, and find another way of making money? Let's say that I've lost my job or I lost my business. So what kind of strategies can you share with some listeners to really start to really get out there um, and perhaps switch the way they are thinking and uh, find mm -hmm. something um, for themselves? Okay, so um, understand the times, right? Uh, during the Stone Age, you had to learn how to use a stone, whether it was to even till the ground or to, whatever it is, you had to be adept at using the stone. During the Iron Age, well, if you did not know how to use an iron, then you were left behind. Well, this is a digital age. It means that you have to get over that inhibition, that thing you have told yourself over the years about how technology is in for me. You have to now set it aside, mm -hmm. right? Make friends with your children, even grandchildren. <laughs> these are the yes. natives. Yes. So get friendly with them, be humble, um, let them teach you informally about the technology tools that exist today. And then you can begin to solve problems for people who are mostly on the digital platforms. At the end of the day, no matter how beautiful your solution is, if no one knows about it, then it doesn't attract wealth in your direction. So you need to go to where people are, listen to their conversations, find out what their challenges are, then design solutions that they will pay you for. 
the good thing about this time is that because of COVID, distractions are reduced. You don't have to go out. There are no football tournaments. There are no events. No, no I mean, traveling. No traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you know, settle down online. Um, I would say basically um, um, make the terrain less threatening for yourself. Mm. You could just spend, if it's 30 minutes each day, you can, have, you can afford, if it's what, five minutes each hour <laughs> that you can you know, safely take in, spend time on a digital platform that you're not familiar with. Listen to the conversations, just troll around, look at what's happening there. From the conversations, you begin to pick out what the new problems are because new problems that I imagine in the past, it was a problem to probably find the most beautiful outfit to attend an event. Now that there are no events, no that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to find out what the new, the new problem is. Yeah. yeah, and then create solutions that people will be willing to pay for. But it starts by your willingness to connect with people, to eavesdrop, if, if, if that's what it is, on their conversations. And then you can decide uh, what solutions are best for the people you're listening to. Wow. Yeah, I won't have said this better than you have put it and very well articulated that, you know, make friends with digital, ask your, your child, your even grandchild, and really <laughs> look for the problem, the current problem that people mm -hmm. have and listening. Mm -hmm. uh, I think those are like very gems that people, if they mm -hmm. can start now, looking at where are the new problem and get online mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. because you can't get offline much really so where people <laughs> are these days they are online they are somewhere so you need to as yeah. you say really get familiar to all those platforms where they mm -hmm. are and uh get um you know to the new problem and find their problem and a solution for their problem that's, that's that. wonderful wonderful Thank wonderful you. uh suggestion i'm going to ask uh, some mm -hmm. questions and you give me a quick answer Okay, <laughs> it'll be fun. So, yes, very fun. So, when you travel, do you select your flight by the cheapest or by the duration? Uh, by the cheapest. You, you, I mean, you, you can almost guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had just a laptop and $100, or perhaps mm -hmm. even less than $100, to start mm -hmm. making money today, what would you do? Yes. Um, I would uh, basically get online. I, I, okay, so, you know, maybe this is a good time to talk about uh, one of the things that I have done during the course of my journey. So today, um, I, I run uh, an editing service. It's an online editing service. I, and I have done this since uh, 20, 2009 or, two, or 2010, you know, so it's over 10 years now. I don't even need any money to pick out the errors in the writings of people. <laughs> So if I had just a laptop and access to the internet, okay, yeah, so that's where I need some money. Yeah, so perhaps you may take yes, the $100 to pay for access of internet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what I will do is just get online and announce to people, now that you're online, some of you possibly for the first time, you want to put out content and you want to come across as excellent, send me what it is that you have written down. I help you to fine tune and we push it out to the world. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would love do. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I need to reduce. I'm being too generous to give people hundred dollars. Ah. <laughs> I think that I need <laughs> to reduce the money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be less and it's still a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now let me tell me what is financial freedom for you? 
Financial freedom for me is uh, being able to, you know, help other people. I find that that's my overriding passion. I do not need so much for myself. I, I always say that the only thing that's compulsory in this life is to go to heaven, right? Every other thing is made compulsory from time to time, but eventually we see it's not as compulsory. In the past, it was very compulsory to get out of your house at 5 a.m. and you're rushing to work and all that. And then COVID happened and we see it's not as compulsory anymore. Exactly. So for me, <laughs> nothing really is compulsory. But what I find most fulfilling, uh, what will signify financial freedom to me is being able to ask a person, what do you need? And then I provide that without holding back. I don't, for example, only want to give a gift because that's what I can afford. I want to give a gift because that is what you need at that time. Even if it's a luxury trip on a ship or to own the ship itself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's beautiful. And what is your definition then of meaningful work and meaningful life? Meaningful work is living a whole life. Meaningful work, meaningful life is living a whole life, is um, ensuring that no part is left behind, is ensuring that as you move along, your health doesn't suffer, your relationships do not suffer, your spiritual life does not suffer just because uh, you're focused on only one area. So basically, having an all-encompassing life for me is what I consider fulfilling uh, meaningful work and then a meaningful life. That's wonderful. So now, any last piece mm -hmm. of guidance that you'll ask to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? Yes. Uh, so a final word will be get in touch with who created you. That's where you begin to find meaning for your life. So get in touch with God. He created you. I don't believe in the evolution theory. So God created you as the manufacturer. He knows what he had in mind before he posted you into this world <laughs> through your parents. So get in touch with him and then you can begin to live a more meaningful life and do more meaningful work. Wonderful. Yeah. Can you share some resources that our listeners should absolutely know about when they want to live a meaningful work? Okay. So resources will be uh, one knowledge, right? Education, information, uh, expose yourself to what's going on around you, soak in as much information as possible. So that's, I mean, like I said, it's the digital age, it's the information age. Um, there's a lot that you can achieve with technology. So um, expose yourself to that, get over any inhibitions you might have. That's the first thing to do um, to, to live a meaningful life. And then next is value relationships, right? If you're going to, achieve a lot if you're going to even to the fulfillment of your own vision you would have to leverage other people's skills other people's resources so value people treat them right respect them and then finally be committed to excellence it's very important if you're not an excellent person you can only deceive people for so long after that <laughs> they, they see through you so be committed to excellence in the way you live your life because you're preaching a message by the way you live your life and in the things that you do because those things now go on to announce you to other people. Mm, yeah. Very, very wise uh, uh, words. Uh, so now how can people reach you and learn more about you and your work? Oh, great. Well, uh, Instagram. I mean, I think that's the most uh, 
the easiest platform on which to reach me at Instagram, I am at it's Olubomi. So my full name is Olubomi and my Instagram handle is at ITS before the Olubomi. So ITS Olubomi, it's Olubomi is the easiest. Just send me an Instagram DM uh, and that's, uh, you will get direct access. <laughs> that is wonderful. Uh, thank you so much, Olubomi, for this wonderful time as, uh, with you and uh, sharing your wisdom with all our listeners. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode. The show notes of this episode of The Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast. With all the references shared on the show and other relevant resources as well. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, Share it with your friends and colleagues on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you hang out, because this will encourage me to keep bringing you an awesome show. So, and make sure that you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast. So you don't meet any episode and leave me a five-star review as well, because that will mean that a lot of other people can see this show and it will help me spread this message to many, many more people. So I will see you next week for another episode of the season seven. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.